Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Well, it is day 10 of the podcast, and it is just so good to be with you today. We hope that on this journey so far, you are just having some great experiences as you pray and as you're going through your fast. Uh, Just believe that God is doing some neat stuff in your life. Uh, We want to hear from you on how God is opening doors in your life during this 21-day experience. So would you email us at opendoor at valponaz.org. Today's topic is, what does it look like for the church to proclaim the good news? And join in the conversation today is Sean, Kara Ann, and Chris. And we're ready to have a a little fun talking through just sort of a, a different dynamic of when we normally think of sharing our faith and evangelism. We tend to only think of it at the personal level. But today, we're going to broaden our horizons a little bit and think about how we as a church do this. Our verse that we've been using out of Colossians, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. Uh, We talked yesterday on the podcast about personally proclaiming the good news of Jesus, and today we're going to explore how do we do that as a church. Now, there are so many different ways we could answer that, but we're going to narrow it down a little today in our conversation, talking through discipleship, our worship services, and just other avenues we have gone down to tell people about Jesus. So let's just start with the conversation, start the conversation, just talking about discipleship paths that we have and how, man, how that can connect to this idea of proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Yeah, so, you know, I think there's a lot of, of different things that we have available um, in terms of discipleship and, and different things of that nature. I, you know, I think it's important to point out, um, you know, there, there was a phrase I heard several years ago that says discipleship flies best on the wings of relationship. And while the opportunities that we have are centered around the idea of um, falling in line with our mission, our vision of helping people become fully devoted followers of Jesus, there's also that relational aspect that plays into it. So whether you go into like a D3 class on Sunday morning, or you're a part of a life group, or a men's or women's study, or maybe some other uh, ministry areas um, that we have to offer. Um, you know, there's there's always that component of of fellowship and relationship that, it t- that is, is taking place in the midst of that, which hopefully will propel people to um, share the good news of Jesus with with other people. I, I met with our life group leaders a few weeks ago, and one of the things I told them was is that in those spaces specifically, we want it to be a space where people can know Jesus better so that they can love Jesus better so that they can obey Jesus better. And by obeying Jesus better, you know, Matthew 28 says, you know, go and make disciples. And that's what we're called to do. Um, but sometimes we have to have that relational aspect and, and build those relationships to earn that trust or earn that right to tell people about Jesus. Um, but in any of those contexts, any of those avenues that we have in terms of discipleship, um, that is a, a critical part of that um, that I think lends to lends to that idea. Well, yeah, I think of how how awesome would it be if you if you are one of the people that's in the tribe at either location, you're in a, a small group or a life group or a class that you begin to see that as an opportunity of how, 
how awesome would this be if somebody decided to start following Jesus in the middle of this, in our conversations, in our discussions, our structured time, and read, I think some people limit the thought of discipleship to, oh, I'm already following Jesus. Mm-hmm. When I think there is that broader brush of, if I'm helping you figure out who Jesus is, even if you don't know him yet, you may not want to say that I'm discipling you, but I'm discipling you in that moment and in that time. Have you seen uh, any uh, examples within some of the structure that we have? Have you had the opportunity to see this coming to fruition where we have somebody who's not quite there yet, but is willing to belong before they believe? Oh yeah, I think so. I, you know, there's, um, it, it sounds kind of funny to say, but I think there's, there's some people that, that they participate, um, whether they feel like it's out of obligation, they're doing it as a, as a favor to somebody else, but you can see through conversations, through different experiences. Um, I've seen it happen some through some of our mission trips, um, you know, where people plug in, they get connected, um, and then they, they kind of begin that journey, you know, kind of even not really fully understanding that it's what's happening, but they're kind of almost self-assessing, okay, where am I at in my relationship with Jesus, and what does it look like to take the next step? And as they watch the people around them, listen to the people that have conversations, because people, it's more than just speaking the gospel. It's also living out the gospel and letting people see you live that out. Um, and so I think we see things like that happen, um, you know, kind of all throughout the, the discipleship realm and, and the different ministries and, and missions and things like that that we have going um, as well. Yeah, I love it. Now, every weekend we gather together. And as we gather, I, I don't know how you as a listener of this podcast process through that part of our uh, uniqueness as a church. I mean, it's a core value for us to gather together, but how do we as a church proclaim that good news in our worship services? Carrie Ann, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think the goal overall would be that every aspect of our service is proclaiming the good news in some way, and I think we are really intentional about we're pretty picky about what goes in the service. Um, Is that, you know, not not every thing that's happening you know, gets, gets to be shared, but that everything that we're sharing in the service is an opportunity for people to get uh, connected, even as far as the announcements go. And that would, I, I hope translate as proclaiming the good news because it's an opportunity for someone to get connected and to get that chance to belong. Um, and hopefully the result of that is that we can help them, um, become fully devoted followers of Jesus and that, that, that falls in line with our, with our mission as well. But as far as, you know, the, the aspect that I directly oversee the, the music portion, we are intentional about combing through those lyrics that we believe everything that we are singing and that that is directly proclaiming the good news that we are sharing about who God is, who Jesus is. Um, sometimes, sometimes our songs are a little more reflective and helping us to have words to express our praise or express our gratitude, or maybe even just words to our prayer. But our overall goal is that we are consistently proclaiming good news and everything that we are singing and everything that's coming out of our mouths. 
um, a scripture just a few verses earlier than that Colossians verse that we're using for the open door mission um, that I I use and we use on the worship team as kind of a mission for us is, is Colossians 3.16. It says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another through the singing of psalms and hymns and songs from the spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And uh, that's just the constant reminder to me. We are singing these things as we teach and we advise or we admonish and we are proclaiming that good news and telling people who Jesus is uh, through the things that we sing. I love in a, in a service when you think about it, if there's somebody there who, who doesn't know Jesus yet, and they have no exposure to church. You think of some of the songs that we see, and I always wonder, what do they think when we start singing about the blood of Jesus? Oh, man. What does that do to them? Even, but even a song like uh, God of Revival, what's revival? Right. Um, but I'm always hoping people, they get a glimpse mm-hmm. into who Jesus is. And, and I do think you guys do a phenomenal job of, of picking songs that um, are, are authentic in the way that they're written, but as well biblically sound and and invite us into that journey. So the person who is just trying to figure it out can even learn something from the song that's sung over them, even if they're not quite ready to sing it just yet. Yep, for sure. And and then and then I get excited as they grow, they discover more of oh the blood thing. I get that now. This makes sense. Um I feel like somebody can come in off the street, probably I would argue at both of our campuses not know much about Jesus, but feel like, you know what? These people are willing to let me walk with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel that way, that, that I think there's an opening in that sense that people would be willing to do that. Yeah, I, I think it, for um, the whole, con- you know, the word vibe, but we, we are a glass half full people. And when we talk about proclaiming the good news, the good news was the hope. And that Jesus gave us hope. And, and the mystery of that is, why would a God sacrifice himself for a creation? Because all through the Greek world, that's not the way God's operated. Mm-hmm. You know, creation was there to make the God happy, you know, just to do or, or to use, to toy with, uh, to, to change their life. And then all of a sudden, you've got Jesus saying, I didn't come here to be served. I came here to serve. And I, I, I love you. And that was that that turned everything upside down and was really kind of hard for people to understand. So when we look at it from an event side or a service or whenever we're together, our messages, we want it to be encouraging not to keep doing what you've always done, but to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and change us. That when we live in cooperation with the Holy Spirit, then we're saying we're allowing you to make changes. There's hope in that. There's encouragement in that. And and so it, I know it may seem a little backwards that we're not just rah rah whatever you're doing in your life is fine. All you know, it's unicorn and skittles and rainbows and everything's good. All dogs go to heaven. It's not that at all, but there is an encouragement to it. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, and I think it allows people to find that God is good. Uh, to find that they are loved, and to understand that it's not only a, a gospel that speaks into your life for some one-hit wonder prayer, but it's life-changing, and that they then can walk this out together through discipleship, discipling each other, walking this out, discovering more and more of what it means to follow Jesus. The journey matters. It does. Oh, man. I Yes. 
I, I think I get more excited about the journey and what God wants to do in us and through us. Uh, then I, and this sounds, I'm, I'm excited about heaven. I think heaven's going to be awesome. I think all that's great. But in the here and now, I just want to be a part of what he's doing. Yeah. And I want to experience that and live that out. Well, as we think through this idea of walking through open doors and sharing our faith as a church, as a whole, uh, that's not the only purpose of why we walk through those doors. Uh, we Do we hope someone comes to these different organized uh, efforts and find Jesus? Absolutely. But we also hope the tribe who is already following Jesus experiences something in those moments too. I mean, what we do corporately with evangelism, that's leading people to Jesus, is a catalyst to your own personal proclaiming of that good news. Uh, it's part of why we are even here. So we got to start looking for some of those open doors. How, how do you see what we do as a church? Um, how, and maybe you can give some examples of it, how it is a catalyst to encourage our people to go and actually live out this idea of, of personally proclaiming. One of the things I think that is is good that that we do here is the you know encouragement to go out um, outside of just here. Uh, you know one of the one of the the big things that kind of occurred to me when COVID happened and everything shut down it was this this idea of you know the the church can no longer be this come and see type of place. We have to be go and be the church. Hmm. Um, you know, and there's, there's, I feel like there's always opportunities afforded us to be able to do that. Um, whether it be through, uh, you know, a series that's being taught or, you know, an event or, um, you know, I had a conversation with somebody, um, just yesterday who through just random conversation told me that their daughter came with one of her friends and was a part of the, uh, live in with summit ministries and helped with packing 500 Turkey stuff and got no faith background whatsoever. Um, but it's opportunities like that and that freedom that, that I feel like we have as a tribe to um, bring people in. You know, there's a, there's a comfort level, I think, that we have um, because, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound arrogant, but this, this, is a, this is a good place. It's a cool place. People like to be a part of it. They want to be here. They want other people to be here with them. You know, and I recognize it's not always like that everywhere. Um, but we give give those opportunities for people to bring people um, to go out to people um, and and our people they, they take that seriously I think and that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think it's taking uh, whatever you are passionate about in your life and doing if if you are whatever organizations you're involved in your work your neighborhood whatever it is view it as an opportunity to share. Just share your story. Uh, you know, I, there may be times that carrying the big sign with a megaphone yelling at people has been effective. For me personally, I tend to just walk away because that has never been effective. I mean, I'm not going to buy your mattress, and I'm probably not going to follow your Jesus. So it is about people taking the time, whatever they're involved in, to to begin to to. I don't want to say infiltrate, but it is to to be able to work in that context, that moment, and be as honest and transparent as possible about what Jesus has done in their life. When those people rise up, really powerful things happen. And and I've seen that in my life, I, I in the organizations. I mean, we're on the end of the college spectrum in terms of I've wrote my last check. 
That's a good feeling. I wrote my thank you. I wrote my last check last week, and I'm done. That's beautiful. But when we were all the way back to Pop Warner days with Jake, it was being able into a group of people that really were not connected into the church world or understanding who Jesus was, saying, "Hey, how do y'all feel about reading the book together?" We'll eat breakfast and we'll go over this book. And that group met for almost a decade of doing those things. So that's that's what I talk about. That's what I think is effective. I love it. I think there are so many opportunities that some, thing, some of the things we practice as the church body as a whole become this beautiful model to be done differently, but in your personal life. And that includes evangelism. That includes telling people about Jesus. Well, today we want to encourage you to pray that God will work through our campuses, um, both in Winnemac and in Valparaiso, that in the community, that we would begin to figure out ways to corporately and individually share the gospel and lead people to Jesus. Well, before we go, just want to remind you to let us know your stories. If one of the church's efforts to share the good news of Jesus was a turning point in your faith journey, or maybe even your first step, send us an email. Let us know about that at opendoor@valponaz.org. Join us tomorrow uh, for day 11 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting as we go on the Open Door mission together.